Welcome to Carrots and Suffering, a D&D Odyssey, and I am Nate, and I will be your Dungeon Master. Consider for a moment the nature of a dark fairy tale, often made to warn children of the dangers of the world and explain the unexplained. Stories to provide a kind of map, to guide the young in their paths to fill your shoes. Stories crafted to give you power over a future you do not own. This is the nature of our story, the nature of Fenrir, Kingdom of Thorns. Last time on Carrots and Suffering. Jalen had her first semi-formal date with Lynn Pornino from a family of powerful paladins and her prospective suitor, who brought a gift of a Pornino family artifact, a fairy slaying sword. Congratulations, you have... One of the Pornino's great artifacts. Wow, neat. All you have to do to keep it is give up that assassin thing. Or make them believe I have given up the assassin thing. Lady Miev visited Silpha and laid out a new job to find a lost item from the assassinated tutor of our heroes, Muriel Frikers. The day she passed away, we were sitting in this same spot. She had a notebook on her, full of ideas of how to handle the thorns. I need it. I don't know what happened to it. I'd like you to get your friends and find it. Preferably before the end of the funeral. Of course. Sable, in what she believes is a move that might save her from assassination, made a request of Lord Mentor, who seemed amicable to the idea. As the oldest child of the oldest child, I would like to put my name in the running for... The heir to House Farathi. Silpha and Jalen began an investigation into the assassination of Muriel Frikers and found out the books were traded to Lord Mentor after her death and cast suspicion on Lord Mentor as the potential assassin. You were with Muriel Frikers when she fell ill at the Mentor Library, I'm told. Oh. I'm I'm confused. How do I get the fish? <laughs> Oh, well, you know, I just uh, stayed true and loyal to my lord. He rewards people. He's really a great man. Our heroes gathered back outside the front gates of House Mentor, but all is not well. Honestly, I think she's safer here. Jalen, roll me perception. 17. Yay! No, 18. We got a perception roll! We perceived something. What did I perceptify? <laughs> there are three men kind of pushing through the crowd, coming in your direction. Like rat men? Let's get back into it. Yeah, they look they look a little ratty in the face. Alright, Sable, get inside. I will put myself between Sable and the three men and say if you look over my shoulder, those three guys are here for you. Roll me perception with advantage. I might have gotten a twelve, but I did. There's a crowd of people who don't see who she's referring to. So I'll say Helena. Yes? Someone's coming. Okay. In the crowd there. Go ahead and go inside. I'm not leaving you all out here. They're not after us. I'll back up, but I'm not going. Oh, I'm not going inside. Okay. Okay, so so are Helena and I now standing between Sable and the dudes? Yes. Does Helena see them? Nope. Fuck. There's little chance, but do I? How'd you do? Well. Not quite. 
Everybody's going to think I'm all paranoid. <laughs> the sort of crowd of people gets a little too close. So, she, so she's got her hand on the hilt of the sword, and she's also got a cross, hand crossbow ready, but neither of her hands are visible. Okay. So one of the rat men makes eye contact with you, mm-hmm. and then does the thieves can't symbol for you're on my mark. She's not moving. Right about that time, I'd touch your shoulder and i say, follow your heart, and you'll feel a little surge We'd of love magic. love it if you would get inside. They I, move I, to I, go I, past you. But they're not like they're not passing as close as they appeared to be on a trajectory for. They're they're going around you, but in a they're leaving you a couple feet. Are they splitting up or are they staying together? No, they're staying in a little. Crowd. Okay, I'll, I'll match them. I'll keep. I'll move with them. Like staying b- between them so and staying stable. between them and stable. Roll me persuasion or intimidate. That's an ability check, by the way. You can add a oh, d4. Yeah. So I do it both. Yep, roll them both. Fourteen, sixteen. One of them is holding something in his hand and eyeing you and then thinks better of it and tucks it back into his pocket and they will continue walking on by. Did anybody else notice them at this point? They were a part of the crowd. So then they walk by and melt into the crowd? Yep. But nobody's coming at me? No. No. And she'll watch them go and be like, okay, I think they're passing up this opportunity. Sable, Jalen saw something. I really don't think even here is safe. I know. That's why I have Helena. Jalen shrugs. (laughs) I think you should stay in the house as much as you can. At least for now. I'm worried that even Helena won't be enough. What am I to do? Lay low. Maybe go into the house and hide. And she gives you a meaningful look. You could also stay near Lady Miev. It's a good idea. Be careful yourselves. Yeah, will do. I think I'm already in trouble. So I can spend the night at your house, right? Absolutely. That'll give plenty of time for that news to get home, and I need to think of a way to talk out of that. We can laugh about what my mother manages to make with the fish. Oh, she's going to laugh at how we smell. All right, I'm going in the house. Okay. And we're going to Silfa's. All right, once, as soon as you enter into Silfa's house, Silfa, your dad, like, rounds the corner and says, Did you bring fish? We brought fish. Oh my gosh. Oh, you guys are the best. Thank you. I'm going to go cook these up. And turns and walks out. And Silfa's mom immediately follows in and says, both of you, bath now. At least she's not turning the hose on us. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, give me your clothes. I'll burn them. (laughs) I'll see you for dinner. I I might have to borrow something to wear. She's not going to be happy with me wearing these clothes. So we have established that Silfa is a waif of a girl and you are... uh, broad we're both tall like okay yeah <laughs> that doesn't mean you're gonna fit in her clothes well she wear you don't you wear like robes and stuff i have some loose fitting garments that will right, absolutely right. fit jalen and the, but they'll look a little funny on her that's fine it'd be like tottering around with these big old billowy sleeves like how do you manage this i don't understand well there's so much space where you could hide your daggers in there i have right? space in my own clothes where i hide all my daggers they're not hidden all right let's go eat dinner all right. Anything you two would like to do tonight? Well, we could. Do we have the code book with us? We do. We should look at that. There is one last page. You crack the book open and decode the final page. It talks about a trip to House Miev. It seems like a diplomatic trip, but it lists. Oh, I'm sorry, there are two pages, and you can do both of them tonight. This page it talks about a diplomatic trip, and you go to they they went to House Miev. Guire the Squire met a lovely servant lady, and they. Went on a long romantic walk, and it was wonderful. The king was a model of diplomacy. It goes through many wise things that he said and did. And then the code page talks about a cottage that is just a little down the hill from House Mievs. And the location it gives would lead you to believe it's just into the thorn line. And the cottage it, it refers to, the direct translation of the code is something like, 
I believe I can prove the queen's lineage with the documents stored in the cottage. It would seem we were right about House Miev all along. They are part fae. Miev is part fae? That's what it implies. It's from, from before she was born, but... Well, but House, oh, House, House Miev, Miev yes. is part fae. Now, the queen's lineage, is, is it obvious whether he's referring to the fairy queen or to the king's queen? You would assume, based on context, it's the king's queen. There have been no mentions of the fairy queen throughout this book, really. Okay. And then the final entry talks about a a church, maybe, in the middle of the thorns, if essentially it would be between the castle and the city, a ways off the beaten path. And it he describes it as an archway with various pillars and dioceses dedicated to different gods. And in the coded page, he says... It's clear the archway is used for something magical, and that the pillars correspond to some sort of key, but none of the keys are present. And Silpha will point out to Jalen. So, the crown, this is what you meant. But it's only one. One of the keys. There is a reference to one of the pillars having a crown motif on it. Any other descriptions of like artifacts that would come from that um i mean there's a couple other ones there's one that's it's it looked like a a top like a children's toy there's another one that's had pictures of keys on it there was another one that had an eye and the fifth one was a a hammer so anything sable wants to do tonight she wants to find lady Miev first okay you can find her as everyone is dutifully ignoring her okay great that also means that probably people aren't paying much attention which i'm gonna check to see if people are paying attention as i walk up to her <laughs> they'll definitely pay attention but they are not talking to her does anybody appear to be listening as i'm talking to her yes there are servants crawling all over this place all right well i'm just not gonna make any bones about it i'll just walk up to her and say uh lady Miev. yes there is a price on my head okay if there are any protections you could offer let's go visit your room all right i can ensure no one bothers you you can probably notice several servants cringe okay excellent helen is coming with us Okay, you guys get up to the room. Uh, she will cast the alarm spell on your door, and basically it's in your room. So if anyone that's not you, Helen or Miev, comes in, it will scream. I think that's the extent of what she'll do. Probably don't need much more than that. Once we're in the room, as she's doing that and setting everything, I'm going to investigate the room to see if there are any hidey holes where people might be listening in or anything along those lines. Any place where I can find a hollow in the wall, that sort of thing. We'll investigate. Let's see if I can do anything for shit. No, six plus whatever I've got for investigation. Eight. <laughs> Looks good to me. Yep. Also ask Kellina to check. Walls are real thin. Any conversation above a whisper, the neighbors will definitely hear. Do I know who my neighbors are? No. Okay. I'll just ask uh, Lady Miev, how open do you intend to be about your about what you told me? You'll have to be more specific. Uh, and what you told Lord Min. Oh, well, I have a duty to make sure that everyone is aware that my loyalties now lie with your house and that I have removed myself from consideration for the contract. That much is fair. I will say it. You can say it. That's fine. And what will that mean if there are two members or more of that house who are against one another? I don't know. I don't know what that means. I'll say to her very quietly. I, I believe that Lorelai herself may be behind the assassination contract on me. Oh, well, if I were in this situation, I would find a powerful friend and just have them overtly alert Lorelai that they are your powerful friend. Hmm. Maybe she'll second-guess her decision? Hmm. Hopefully the spell will help. Yes, and thank you for that. Anyway, if you'll excuse me, and she will head out of the room. 
Roll me insight, please. <laughs> Eight. Okay. Your alarm spell does not go off through the night. We'll have dinner in here, and I will purify the food and drink before we eat it. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll me survival. No, this time I rolled a five, so that's a ten. Cool. You eat successfully. That night, we hear twelve chimes of the grandfather clock in the main hall of House Mentor. A blurry image of a blonde woman in a blue dress struggles to pull her ghostly self together. For decades at the stroke of midnight, she appeared fresh and new near the remains of her body. When the servants destroyed her remains, she was free. The damage from her tussle with Jalen remains. There's only a few minutes near midnight, the height of her power, where she can appear and be heard. Now, to find the new lord and tell him the secret of the Masons. They've moved everything in the manor, an indicator she's been gone a long time. She walks through a terrified servant holding a lamp in the hall, on her way to inspect the east wing. All right, morning rolls around at Silpha's house. There is a early morning visitor. You can hear kind of very uh, official-sounding conversation downstairs that kind of wakes you up. Ooh, what would you roll in to recognize the voice? Let's do perception, yeah. Ten. There's a couple male voices. It is It is my house, so I will get up and throw on my house coat and tiptoe down the stairs. All right. Jalen will get dressed, but she's going to hang out upstairs listening. Roll me stealth to tiptoe down the stairs and perhaps overhear something before they know you're there. You just step right on the squeak step. We are rolling for shit this session. I know. You, you immediately, uh, you step on the squeaky step and you immediately hear your dad say, Silpha, is that you? Come on down. Uh, yes, Papa. So she comes downstairs in her house coat without her hair put up for the morning. So it's like. She's a large mat. This ha- halo. Of- no, yeah, halo of like white hair. He says, you look so beautiful, sweetheart. And he kind of like throws an arm over your shoulder and steps you into the entertaining parlor where you see Lord Mason and what you assume is another mason based on the fact that there's a lot of family resemblance a champion of house mason is there and your mother and lord mason are sitting at a table sipping tea oh my goodness Uh, papa i am not presentable oh nonsense you look amazing this gentleman here wants to meet you and he gestures not to lord mason but to the other mason near him he's about 28 or so a little late 20s uh in age he has a uh he has patches of skin that are spotted i'm going with snow leopard yeah he's got a snow leopard patches of skin and he strides forward and gives you a deep bow and says lady silpha it is an honor to meet someone of your caliber and extends a hand. I will curtsy and extend a hand back. I'm sorry, I don't have the honor of knowing... Byron Mason. Perhaps you heard my, my lady wife passed away recently in childbirth. I 
I had not. I am sorry for your loss. Oh, well, news does travel, and I apologize for springing that on you. I thought everybody knew at this point. I apologize for my presentation. I was not expecting visitors this morning. I was told you were a radiant beauty, and you did not disappoint. Julie's blushing. Silpha probably blushes. Your mother stands up and says, Silpha, dear, this concerns you. If you'd like to stay for just a moment. Of course. Lord Mason here was just telling me about how he has a marriageable gentleman who expressed interest in you. Young Lord Byron here is in need of a wife. And Lord Mason will kind of stand up and say, Now before you say yes right away, I do want you to know that marrying into the Mason family does come with some responsibility. Uh, You would be Meg Mason's business partner going forward, and you'll have to learn some of the masonry business. But... The Masons have been out of the wizarding game for far too long, and we are intensely interested in making this contract happen, and will waive all dowry. Silpha is just as put on the spot, and is kind of frozen with... Your dad'll save you momentarily. Yeah, she, she's kind of frozen and, and says, I am so surprised by even the honor of an offer. I am not hasty, and... I I would need time. Lord Mason says, I understand completely. It is a big responsibility to take on. Yes, I would never take on such a responsibility so lightly. I understand. I understand that Lord Byron has two children and you would be accepting a motherly role sooner than anticipated. Jalen's trying not to crack up upstairs. So your dad will step in and say, Now my Silpha is definitely worthy of this marriage, but it will need to be her choice. I married for love, after all, and uh, that is the tradition of our family. And Lord Mason says, Oh, of course, of course, we can arrange for a formal courting. And your, your parents both kind of give this enthusiastic, like, nod. Oh, boy! And your mom gets really excited, like, oh, a formal courting. We haven't held a formal courting in a long time in this house. I will, oh, I have great ideas. Yes, let's do this. I will see you in four days. Silpha's jaw just kind of drops. Your dad will kind of like nudge you a little bit. Like he leans in and says, just say thank you, sweetie. It's almost over. And and she does. She like puts on her best like plastered smile and is like, this is so much to consider given, well, all the other things I have to consider. I I thank you. Lord Mason says, Byron, how about you wait for us outside? And he he will stop and give you another deep bow as he's passing by and say, Silpha, I do honestly look forward to getting to know you better. And she gives him the perfunctory curtsy. He will walk by and let himself out the door, at which point Lord Mason says, if that is not suitable, my eldest's children are around the age of 12. The marriage would definitely have to wait at least four years, but I think a formal arrangement and a contract could be signed in that regard. And Silva's mom says, we will give it the deepest consideration. I am very excited for this opportunity, Lord Mason. Vanessa, we are so excited for the potential to really work with your family. You must be so honored to have a wizard as a daughter. It is truly a difficult profession. And she brightens her smile and says, well, you know, we weren't always sure about that wizarding idea, but she really sold it to us. She'll kind of walk him out the door and you can hear more polite pleasantries and then close it. And your dad, his smile immediately fades. 
Silpha goes pale and she's just shaking her head. No, no, no. And your mom comes back and says, and her her smile is also gone. She's all business now. (laughs) And she says, well, the no dowry arrangement is certainly an indicator that they're very serious about this. Do they have any leverage on you, Silpha? I believe it's the leverage I possess on them, mother. Which is the sort of thing that could get a person killed. Oh, well, that won't do at all. Hmm. I think that means we still have the upper hand. What do you think? And her father, your father kind of leans in and says, I mean, he seems kind of polished. He's probably not a bad husband. If he is, I'd kick his ass. And your mom nods and says, hmm. What do you think, Silpha? Mother, do I want two children and the responsibilities of being Meg Mason's business partner? No. Hmm. Meg Mason would be a terrible business partner. All right, I'll work on a plan, dear. Leave it to me. So Jalen will, like, wait until it's safe and come downstairs to... Jalen! She's like, Frenny, I heard. Frenny makes gestures. She's like, I heard everything. I... And it makes a face. What What do I do? Well, the word no comes to mind. Yeah, I can say no, but your... this is scary. One word, no fucking way. <laughs> your, your mom will turn around and say, I've got it. I've got it. Trust me. This is what I do. Now, head on upstairs and... Go about your day. I believe we will still have to have probably two courting sessions before I can truly ruin this. Yes, Mama. And she will head into the dining room. Your father looks a little confused, and he kind of turns and says, You're not going to act like this with every boy, right? I mean, eventually you have to pick one. Well, maybe when the, maybe when the position of court mage is reopened, and it's mine, then I can choose who I please. She, like, marches upstairs. He gives you kind of like a what-did-I-say look, but, you know, you get upstairs. <laughs> Jalen's, like, awkward smile, like, okay, goes upstairs, too. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you two are back upstairs. <laughs> well, that was a thing. Ah! Ah! <laughs> Here, do your hair. Fussily putting up her hair. I think I should tell Lady Miev about this, too. Yeah, Lady Miev would probably want to know that House Mason is actively pursuing a marriage contract with you. Yes. Oh my god. What? Well, you know as much as I do about House Mason. Mm Mm-hmm. And if they're interested in, as he said, going back in the wizardry business, and they believe your brother is the hero for saving Meg? Oh yeah, they might be trying to marry Meg to him too. Wouldn't that be funny? You're right, that would be funny. (laughs) That wouldn't go over well. All right. So we got to go back to the library. So first thing in the morning, you guys meet at the library. Mm-hmm. Same old. <laughs> You're not going to believe this. <laughs> People aren't after you, are they? Oh, not yet. But no, they... Um... Don't joke about things like that. Well, it's inevitable. Lord Mason showed up at my house. Oh my God, did he threaten you? With one of his sons looking for someone to marry into their family. They're going to do a courtship. What? <laughs> The expectation would be that I would become Meg Mason's business partner. Oh, and no. all the responsibilities of, you know, a normal lady of a noble house. Do you... Do, do you... Okay, I'm saying, oh, no. This sounds no, terrible to me. it's terrible. Okay. <laughs> it's the worst. Oh, my God, it is the worst. And Jalen's sort of cackling quietly. <laughs> don't do it. Your mom's not going to make you, is she? I don't think so. I, I have to go along for a little bit. I didn't expect growing up would happen all at the same time. Yeah. I kind of thought there would be... Like in the last month. Well, in the last five days. I always thought that there was a gradual kind of approach. With a nice even learning curve and... Yeah, no. How was your night? Uneventful. Good. Did you do your thing? Not yet. I will. 
I'm assuming this is pretty early morning. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do that as soon as I get back to the house. I thought coming out early in the morning would be better than later. The funeral will start. I need to be there for the entirety of it. So do you want to wait here? Well, are we going to the funeral? Well, I can peruse the house fairly quickly within the hour. We can hang out in the library until it's time to go to the funeral. Let's do that. I'm going back to the house and I'm casting Locate Object. So I just want to cover as much ground as I can. Right. I don't know how big the house is. What is the range on it? Thousand feet. Okay, it is down. All right. Great. So the range is self. It is not a concentration spell. I can turn into a cat. Yes. All righty. I'm turning into a house cat. Okay. And I'm going down. You go through the kitchen and find a larder, and that takes you down a level. There is a large closed wooden door with a barred window and two guards next to it. And it's that way? It is in that direction and down another level at least. It's closed, though. That door is closed. That is true. Well, I'll hang out for a few minutes. Two or three minutes. Okay, uh, just roll me a d20. You gotta roll pretty high to get a chance to dart through that door, because it doesn't open very often. Yeah, that's not high enough. You're not lucky enough to have anyone go through that door. It smells very like a lot of people living in close confinement. Well, it's gotta be a jail. It looks like a jail. Do the jailers pay any attention to a cat when it rubs up against them? Nope. They care not. Not really. Damn. Okay, I'll go back upstairs someplace where there's nobody so I can change back, find Helena, go back to them. Okay, so Helena will follow you out to the library. Who else in the library right now? So it's early, and the nobles have started to arrive for a funeral. The library is actually totally abandoned. You imagine it will be really hopping soon, but it is abandoned. Like, every spare hand is out handling noble arrivals. I... Let y'all know that it's there, but it's beyond the jail under the house. I, I, I don't know how to get there at the moment, and I don't have much time before I need to get back. Will you be coming to the funeral? Yeah, we'll come to the funeral. So we know where it is. I'm going back. I'm making sure that I'm in all of my morning clothes, and I can't really wear... Well, I don't know. You could hide stuff in your morning clothes. I'm more worried about the armor. Uh. I'm going to do it the proper way. All right. You are dressed fancy. It's for Matron Varathy. So lying liar that she is. Y'all come y'all come upstairs with me. I'm gonna ask you. So on one side, Matron Varathy would probably want me to do things properly and 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 handle things the way that I'm supposed to handle them and and make a good show so that possibly I could get this position. On the other side, she fancied strength and she would think it foolish for me to go downstairs in a frilly dress without protection. So what do I wear? Well, there are two different arguments. I mean, Go, going down armored and armed says you're afraid something's going to happen exactly. to you. Exactly. And a show of strength would be going down in a dress, sure that no one could touch you. A uh, dress then. And Helena's armed. And, and we're armed. We won't let anyone harm you. All right. Well, that's what I do then. Okay, you're in a dress. You head down to the funeral. The nobles sort of pour out into the main sort of arrival area, sort of the courtyard, and the body is sort of brought out still in the box and set up, and then the kind of lid is opened up, and there has been wood kind of piled around, and the servants start basically stacking it around the box, and then just like last time in the funeral, uh, basically a hunk of kindling is handed out to anyone who wants to throw kindling on the fire, and Lord Mentor will stand up and say, It is with great sadness that I 
send along this kingdom's longest standing, most stable, and most respected member. The Lady Varathi was many things, but a source of stability was her number one attribute. I could always count on her in every situation for her strength, for her wisdom, and for her power. And so while some people out in the crowd might be pleased this day, I want to assure everyone that I am not. And whoever is responsible for this, whatever is responsible for this, will meet a swift end. And the room gives kind of a polite golf clap, and he will step away, and immediately the like the front row stands up and starts walking over, throwing kindling on the on the pyre. Was I allowed to sit with the family? Yes. Lorelai doesn't look at you. That's fine. So you filter through this long procession, throw kindling on the fire. Eventually, this thing becomes a pile of wood, and someone lights it. You look like you want to roll a dice, Jaylen. Well, I'm trying to look around for anything suspicious. And... Sure, roll it. All right. One. I will look around for something suspicious. It's daytime. I got a 17. Oh, wow. Okay. The funeral is proceeding as planned. You do see a fair number of onlookers outside the gate. They've closed the gate to keep people from coming in, but there's a, a, a healthy-sized crowd. And the there are some bells above the library that start to ring, and more people are stopping. And you do see... Some ratty-looking dudes hanging out by the gate with dozens and dozens and dozens of local people who apparently did not believe it until they saw it. Jalen, Jalen, those are just over there. Those are the, yeah, the those ratty are, dudes those, I saw. Those are them. Now listen, Sylpha, I can't move on them. I would get in a lot of trouble. Understood. So are they like at the front or are they like mingling? They're mostly mingling. Okay. They are at the gate and outside of the gate. I'm afraid, but like by the time I'm up to the front with this big procession, I'm probably feeling the sadness and too distracted to be looking for anyone trying to kill me. Okie dokie. Jalen's going to say to Sylpha, you have an excuse to go up to Lady Miev. You should point them out to her. I will. So I guess I don't even have to walk over to Lady Miev. I can just probably use the message spell. So she covers her mouth, whispers something into her hand, and makes a gesture towards the Lady Miev, and Lady Miev will hear it in her ear and can respond in kind. Okay, I roll the Lady Miev a perception check. She sees what she is supposed to see. She will stride over to the, the crowd of people watching this burn and step next to Sable, and the Lady Miev will kind of wrap her arm around you and kind of pull you in a little bit. I start for a second, and then I see who it is, and I let her pull me in. And she says, I think indoors would be the best place Okay, I think I know exactly what she's doing if she's saying I think indoors. So I'm going to kind of, I'm not, it wouldn't occur to me to look all the way past the gate, but I would glance around myself. Does it look like anybody around me's got daggers? Nope. She says, come along this way. And she leads you inside. Okay. Someone from the crowd throws something. What's your armor class, Sable? Without, oh, she's not wearing anything. Yeah, I shouldn't have said anything. I am not wearing my armor. It's, it's a 12, though, because it's your 10 plus your dexterity bonus. A small tumbleweed of brambles. It's like someone took some like stray sticks and tied them together into a ball. Mm-hmm. Bounces off your chest and falls to the ground. It scratched you a bit. Scratched me? Yeah. Are these thorns? You look down. It, yes, it is a ball of thorns. Somebody just threw a ball of fucking thorns at me. Yeah. 
You don't mutate. No, because I'm wrapped head to toe, idiots. Uh, definitely scratched you. You you felt it. They don't need to know that. Does it look like my clothes are torn? Probably not. No, it wouldn't look like your clothes are torn. Uh, Miev definitely gets a perception roll to see that you have been stabbed by thorns and are fine. Ah, uh, she doesn't. She figures you're wrapped. Something hit you, and you didn't mutate, and she sees its thorns, and she immediately steps back and snaps her fingers at it, and it bursts into flame and burns to ash, and she shoves you towards the door, and the crowd of people, like, turn immediately, because she she said some startled incantation. Yeah. And then a little fire starts in the middle, and then she runs indoors, and they all start looking around real confused. So did did we see what it was? So you saw a ball. Uh-huh. Like, fly through the air and strike Sable from over by the gate. Okay. Did I see who threw it? Because I had my eye on them. Yeah, it was from the gate. So you, an arm came up and threw it. It's a moving mass of people. You can strongly suspect who threw it, but you didn't see the, the face. But something goes wrong in the crowd, and you hear a, a scream. Like, something sounds pained and, and racked. And the crowd starts to like murmur and back up and then some more screaming starts and they turn to run. And as the crowd clears away, you see a person whose clothes have torn from head to shoulder and revealing like tufts of fur springing forward and giant claws and a long nosed rat snout. And it sort of screams and wails and tears at its clothes and slams itself against the gate. And the the people are panicking. And you can see a couple of gate guards like turn and start stabbing at it through the gate. And they hit it repeatedly. And it slashes one of them with its claws and turns and darts back into the city. Holy crap. What the hell was that, I say, probably as we get inside. And Miev kind of steps up and says, I have no idea what that was. It's time for the mid-roll. That means animal facts. This one brought to you by Byron Mason, the Snow Leopard Man. Snow leopards, generally high-altitude mountain hunters. The world has about 10,000 snow leopards between Afghanistan and Mongolia. They can be up to 5 feet long and weigh about 30 pounds. Like most cats of all sizes, they're active around dusk and dawn. The snow leopard is an intensely solitary creature, so the cubs get 18 months with mom and then they go it alone for pretty much the rest of their lives. They live up to 18 years and have a diet of mountain sheep, but they will eat carrion also. They have relatively short legs for cats, but enormous fluffy paws that are for pretty much walking in the snow. Their body is engineered for rough mountain terrain, hunting by coming down on top of creatures. They have an unusually thick, meter-long tail that's used for hairpin turns at high speeds coming down a rocky slope. They have a short nose with big nasal cavities, which is really just for heating air before it gets to their lungs. Snow leopards have an outrageous 15-meter-long or 6-meter-high jump that they use to take down prey up to three times their size. Lastly, snow leopards are really difficult to spot and track. They have great camouflage, and they roam some of the toughest places to live in the planet, which means we aren't great at understanding them. All right, let's get back to it. (music) 
Jalen will look at Silpha and say, well, this is our chance to get in the house when it's confusing. Let's go. Okay. So we're going to join the Malay heading into the house. <laughs> it is an outrageous Malay as people are swarming for the different doors to get out of the open because mm -hmm. something happened and some somebody shouted something about being attacked. And that's pretty much what the situation has devolved into. Lord Mintor is standing by the pyre looking pissed, watching everyone flee into the house. You two can duck into the house. Are we like over where we are? I think she pulled you into the foyer and that's as far as she made it. Okay. But the foyer is rapidly filling up with people you kind of know or don't know. So it seems like we would try to get next to Sable and Lady Miev. So Miev will give you kind of a confused look and then sort of step between you and the crowd and just start explaining someone threw a ball of thorns at her. We burnt them. It came from over the gate. I'm sure Lord Mentor will take care of it. Great. That's a good time for me to kind of sneak away. Sure. Give me a stealth roll. <laughs> I'm not really sneaking. I'm just trying to get away. Well, that'd be an 11. You take about three steps away from the bubble and the bubble moves with you. Bubble? Oh, the bubble of people? The group of people that are clustered around you. I'm going to try to get through to her without calling too much attention to myself. It's a total crush of people. You could actually join it and you don't have to roll anything. Okay. Getting her out of there is going to be a little bit difficult. She is the center of attention. Mm -hmm. So you can get up to Sable, though. No problem. Lady Miev is still explaining now for the fourth time what happened as the crush of people continues to get new people. Okay, I'll, be, I'll say to Sable, um, where's your room? As soon as I spot one of you, I'd say, get me to my room, please. All right, so I'm going to yell, get out of the way. Roll me intimidation. intimidation. <laughs> yeah. Ten. Ten. Okay, a few people get out of the way. The crush is not trying to obstruct you, but they're, the looky-loos are numerous and very much in your way. I will try to persuade the looky-loos in the same manner of Jalen as, like, this six-foot-two girl is trying to push her way through and they're like, pardon me, excuse me, I need to get to my friend. Move aside, please. Ah, oh, there she goes. 22. Great. So the room calms with Silpha's presence for some reason. She just carries herself in a way that makes people step back and take stock of the situation. If her mom were in this room, which she doesn't appear to be, she'd be very proud. Silpha, you get to Sable and there's, you seem to be having enough success creating a path that you can get her out of the crush of people. Are you all right? Let's, let's go to your room. I'm fine. Let's, yes, please take me away from these people. I will do so. All right. As you walk into your room, there is a faint blue outline of a woman in a blue dress next to the curtains that are closed. Mm. And when you come in, it sort of blinks and is gone. Well, I guess she's still here. Do I have any chance of making absolutely sure that it's the ghost that we expected it to be? I don't think you need to roll. I think you yeah. that is the, the ghost. It's a reasonable expectation is what I'm saying. The only thing that would give you a sense of confusion is just that she she doesn't appear to be powerful enough to take a form like she had been last time. As we see the ghost blink in and out, I will say to Sable and Jalen, about that, I have some new protective spells, although one of them takes a bit of time to cast. Also, I took some time thinking when I was a little more clear-headed. I think maybe we have a path to deliver the ghost what she needs, an end to the blood magic. That's... Wonderful. Um, we still have a funeral to attend to and a, something to find, and someone just tried to slow kill me. I'm going to look at her clothes and see. Sure, yeah. I believe your deception it, roll it was... it uh... sure looked like it hit her pretty hard. I mean, it hit her straight in the chest. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, what is this, perception? Uh, investigation. Investigation. 11. 11. I think that you can't tell that it got her through the clothes. Okay. So, so excuse me while she seems to be staring indecently at your chest. <laughs> but so she says, she says that thing hit you pretty hard. Are you sure it didn't break skin? I'll pull the shawl a little closer and say, yeah, I, I think I would notice. Okay. That thing hit you pretty hard. Well, do you? there's no change. I'm going to do an insight roll. Sure, roll it. 15. Sandra, would you kindly give me your deception? Oh, God. Oh, a natural 20. Well, all right. Secret safe with you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a crowd full of people who has real doubts, but you're you're on board. Yeah. I trust her because she's my friend. Mm-hmm. That's right. Oh, so Jalen would be like, that was dirty. Yeah. I don't even know where to begin. How does one remove a contract? Do you know? I haven't had time to find out yet. I haven't seen Kylan. What did you find out? I guess that's a place to start. The walls here are awful thin, but we talked to the person we were recommended to talk to, and we found out that it's here. We can talk in more specifics somewhere safer later. All right. And when they're not looking, I will check to see if I got scratched. You did. Well, we at some point probably have to go back outside. Stable, you should not be without protection. Stay close to the lady. I don't know how long the chaos will last, but uh, I could at least give you some guidance on what we're looking for Please. as we head back downstairs. Okay. All right. So I'll wait until we're further down, and then I'll point in the direction that we would have gone that I, we would have gone to get to the door to the jail. She points to the kitchen. Yeah, I'll, I'll point that direction, and I'll say there's it's there's a lock in people in the way, but we can do further research later today once the funeral is over. Perhaps I should check with Lord Regent Mentor, I would say. Let him know that I'm all right. That's probably a good idea. That sounds proper. So I'm going to head back out to where the pyre is. So you get to the foyer, and a servant steps up and says, Sable Mirkwood, your attendance is requested by Lord Mentor in the ballroom. Please follow me. Thank you. And he turns and starts heading to the ballroom. Do they let them come with me, at least to the door? He doesn't stop anybody. Then I suppose we follow. Yeah, we'll follow until somebody tells us we're not allowed. Yeah, I'd look at you like, don't leave me alone. So you get into the ballroom, and a bunch of members of House Barathe are all in the room. There are about six guards in the room as well, and Lord Mentor and Is his... Lorelai there? Yes. Is she look at, does she get, actually look at me? Yeah. She's looking mildly irritated at the entire situation. So as you two come in, Lord Mentor will look at you both. And then say, this is going to be Varathi house business. Please step outside. Yes, sir. Understood. And you can step out and the doors close. And it is loud out there, but you can kind of listen. I'll say, Lord Regent, my apologies for my crass dress, but I thought under the circumstances. It's fine. All right. So he scans the room. In the room is Ophelia, uh, who is a member of the Druid Circle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lorelei, Eamon, and Hester. And then another person named Kieran, who you was the matron's youngest. And then most of their children are in this room. So there's probably a good like 30 or 35 people in the room. Oh, goodness. Is Helena in there? Helena is not in there. No, she is apparently lost in the crowd somewhere outside. Lord Mentor stands up and says, we have an issue in front of us, and I would like the issue to go away. Someone attacked someone on my property. And this is unacceptable. And I believe whoever is instigating that is also in this room. 
and he kind of scans the room. And there's a lot of people who look absolutely fearful. Lorelai is not one of them. I don't, I don't look at anyone. And he says, so we're going to solve this in a slightly more direct way than normal. An assassination attempt was made against Sable Mirkwood. What are we going to do about it? Lorelai, what do you recommend? And Lorelai will kind of close her eyes and kind of rock back a little bit and then open them and say, I recommend no action. We should treat them like they are flies to be swatted and ignored. Lord Mentor says, all right. Is there any fear in her or concern? None. She doesn't even seem anxious. It's like this is her. It's like she's done this before. Imagine that. He turns and says, Avis. And a 16-year-old boy in the back steps forward and says, um, yes? What do you recommend we do? And Avis looks at everybody and is like, I don't, I'm, I don't, this isn't, um, um. And then he just looks at his feet. (laughs) Elise. And a 16-year-old, I'm sorry, 17-year-old girl steps forward and he says, Elise, what do you think we should do? is she the daughter of? Elise is the daughter of Hester. And Elise says, obviously there was an assassination attempt. Someone must be paying them. We should find who's paying them and punish them. And Lord Mentor kind of rolls his eyes and says, thank you, Elise. Alan. And another 16-year-old boy steps forward. Who's he the son of? Ophelia's son. Alan, what would you do in this matter? Alan kind of looks around at everybody. You can see him kind of doing the math in his head. All like, okay, that was the wrong answer. That might have been the right answer. And he says, well, we go after the assassins. I think they must have been, there, there must be like a group of them or something. And we, we round them up. We send the guards out and we round up all the assassins and we hang them. But nice try. Big, big E for effort. Lord Mentor kind of smirks and says, ah, good for you, son. Scorched earth policy. And he says, Florence. And Florence steps forward. And she's uh, 18, Sylpha's age. I think she's betrothed to a cousin in the same family. Florence says, Lord Mentor, with all due respect, I don't care. And he kind of raises an eyebrow. And he says, Florence, I think you should care. A member of your house was assaulted. And she says, it's not a member of my house. It's the matron's ward. She's fine. This is not worth our time. We should ignore this problem. And he, with a still with a quirked eyebrow, says, Okay, Sable, what do you think we should do? Well, Regent, if you would, leave it to me to find this person and deal with them. You would like to handle it personally? I would like to arrange it, yes. He sits back down and kind of sits back in his chair and says, That is twice you've made me stop and think, Sable. Bow my head. All right, you have first rights on dealing with this problem. And I will wait until it is either resolved or you tell me it is not resolved. In which case, I will decide the next action. I'll give him the appropriate bow slash curtsy to show thank you. And he will look the room over a first time, a second time, and then he'll stand up and say, It's an official declaration, then. I, as the regent, proclaim Sable Valeria Varathi has first rights to this problem. And the room looks really confused. Like, the young kids don't know. Yeah, they, yeah, they look surprised. They're, they look around. Like they're, they're very confused. Like, you get a lot of, like, is Lord Mentor going crazy? Kind of looks from 
the 16, 17, 18-year-old population. I'll let that sit for a minute. The the 30-year-old middle-of-the-room kind of age group looks mostly confused. And the the 50-year-olds, the actual children of Lady Varathy, look generally pissed. Like, Almond doesn't seem to care. Like, he, he never does. But the rest of them look actively upset. I'll give that a good three or four second pause to settle on everyone, and then I will say, thank you, Lord Regent. And he'll turn and say, there will be no more problems in my house, understood? Get out. I turn on my heel and leave without looking at anyone. Uh, When the door swings open... So channeling you right now. By by you, I mean Silpha. When the door swings open, I assume you two are standing there. Lady Miev has actually walked up, and Champion Helena has walked up, and through the door, Lord Mentor shouts, Miev, get in here. And she takes kind of three steps in, and then it goes quiet while everyone files out. Silpha will try to follow after. Following Miev in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he doesn't say anything, and the door closes, and he says, Miev, is this your apprentice? And she'll turn and look at her, Silpha, and say, yes, it is, Lord Mentor. I did not approve magic on my property, period. That was not part of our agreement. In fact, I feel like I specifically have forbidden that multiple times before now. What? possessed you to defy me in this way and you can see lord mentor's wife who's pretty much the only other non-guard in the room starts to fidget awkwardly in her in her chair as the room goes kind of silent uh silpha will step forward and say lord regent i i cannot speak for my, my lady but what i will say is that she has sworn her allegiance to house varathi and someone attacked sable varathi Roll me persuasion and you have advantage because your argument is the only one that could work. A 14. He sort of lets out a, a long breath and you can see him actively calming himself and his wife starts to also relax a little bit and Miev continues to just stare angrily at him, which isn't helping. And Lord Mentor finally says, Your loyalty... And adherence to your oaths should be rewarded, Lady Miev, and not punished. And for that reason, and that reason alone, you may continue to stay until such time as we previously agreed you would leave. I think it goes without saying that I will not give you a second warning. And she doesn't move. She just stares at him. I'm going to do an insight roll to, to see what is going on. Uh, it's a 13. What is her general emotional state? Um, she's really angry. She's Someone is finding fault with something that is core to her personality, and like who, her self-identity. She is really mad about it. Silpha is hoping to find a way to tell her this is a battle to let go, just in this instance. So Silpha will put her arm on, on her elbow and say, My lady... And, like, just give her, like, a meaningful look, like, don't die on this hill. Give me a persuasion roll. It's a nine. When she turns to address your elbow touch, she is mad. Uh, And you seem to have drawn that mad towards you for the moment, which maybe not better. And she turns to Lord Mentor and says, if that is your wish, fine. But I will have you know that there was magic long before we had these problems, and there is nothing wrong with it. And Lord Mentor leans in slowly, and you can see his wife immediately go to stand up. 
and she puts her hand on his shoulder and says, I think this conversation has gone far enough for today. And you can see Lord Mentor start to try to calm himself down. Miev is not making any such effort. The guards will open the door. I, uh, just a teenage girl, and (laughs) my boss is acting unreasonable right now. (laughs) In fairness, your boss is like five years older than you. (laughs) She's, uh, she's better trained at nobility, but that's about it. And deliberately eschewing that particular training right now. Yep. Yeah, she's pretty worked up. I'm not about to use any magic to influence her. I just will uh, try to persuade her. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't use any magic right now. <laughs> yeah, give me a give me a persuasion roll. Probably a disadvantage because now she's. Yeah, me. I think you have disadvantage for this one. Oh, no, I've been rolling so poorly. Please roll well. Please roll well. <laughs> it's so it would be a thirteen. Okay, she lets out a long, slow breath of air and says, you're right, and turns and walks out of the room. And I will curtsy to the lord and lady regent and take my leave hastily. Okay. Back to Sable's room. Mm -hmm. As you're heading out to your room, Ophelia will find you. I'll stop. Have I had a chance to speak to Ophelia yet? She's the one in the druid circle, and she was very quiet during your meeting so you're imagining she is heavily bound to the fairy queen or maybe she's just quiet i'll pause for ophelia she says sable do you need the assistance of the circle in this matter i can gather them we can meet tonight jaylen's like going doing a very short jerky nod trying not to be noticed nodding but (laughs) i have not been as trained in the ways of these such events as you we can tell you what we're capable of yes I I would have that, thank you. I believe most families will be staying the night tonight and leaving first thing in the morning. So if you would be willing to meet us just after dusk by the stables, I will have everyone there. Thank you. You have like seven hours before that. Oh, good. I'm starting to think I need a map to keep track of everything that we're supposed to be doing. But I'm going to go up to my room. I'm going to like, you know, make a show of like being comfortable, just walking through the crowd, not worrying about all of that with people coming behind me. No worries. I just say, let's go to my room and assume that people are going to follow. And and I will try to take a moment of quiet to unheard, like message, communicate with Lady Miev and say something to the effect of like, I'm sorry, that was an affront to me as well. She will message you back and say, don't apologize when you're correct. You were correct. I am still upset and I am going to go cool off in my room. Oh, when you have time, my lady, we, we've made significant progress that I think would please you. I could use some good news. Meet me in my room as soon as you're available. I will do so. Angrily writing in her spellbook. <laughs> Dear diary, mentor sucks. So I believe we go we go to Sable's room first, and then I will find Lady Miev. Okay, so we have like, and Helena is coming. Helena is following you. Yes, she lost track of you a bit in the crowd earlier, but she's found you again and is following. That's great. I mean, literally, the moment that we get the door closed, um, I'm going to say, so that was interesting. Agreed. The Lord Regent believes that someone in my family is planning the assassination and has left it to me to ferret out this person and to have a say in how they're punished. Wow. I am open to suggestions. Well, I can just ask Kylan. I don't know that he'll tell me. That's a great start. 
Having an in with someone in the Thieves' Guild to find out who took out the contract is probably the best lead you could ask for. I mean, it's going to require me going down to the sewers and spending some time down there gathering information, but I can do that. I'm assuming Helen is in the room, right? Yeah, as long as you didn't lock her out on purpose. I'll say, Helena, we are letting you in on a great deal of confidence. I believe I can trust you. As the head of the circle, you are my second most senior leader. So ask what you will within reason. Keep my friend's confidences, please. I will do everything I can. I wouldn't assume that we can keep confidences from the fairies anyway, so. And I will say thank you. We have, what, seven hours to try to get this book? I can still try to locate its exact location. Uh, Wait until we could actually get through that door before trying that. And I'm not sure how we're going to do that. There are two armed guards. And I'm assuming a lock. It certainly looks like the kind of door that you'd lock. My guess is it leads to the jail. Can you turn into a mouse again? Could. If you can turn into a mouse and get past that door, find the book, pocket it. Was there enough gap underneath that door that I could run under it? There was not enough gap under that door to run under it. That seems the best idea. I've never done anything like it before, but at the changing of the guard to impersonate one of the guards using a disguise. Is it a good idea to use magic? That's my hesitation. So I don't normally chime in, but I do want to make sure no one has forgotten that they do have one other piece of secret information about Castle Estate Mentor. We do know about the secret entrance, like the other way. Oh, that's true. Silpha will take a moment and ponder and say, in the book we found, that alternate entrance to the Mentor Keep, you said you would need to go down to the sewers anyways to investigate Sable's problem. Maybe that's a way around. Could be. There's an entrance from the sewer? Remember the page of the book we were decoding? It mentioned a like, secret passage and exit from the Mentor Keep. I had forgotten completely about it. So should we go look for that? I think it would be worth the effort. Well, if we are to fail today in finding what we're after, then at least we will have that to come back in the future. We shouldn't make a point of me leaving the castle. But I can leave. In a pocket. Easily done. Okay. Let's do that. Before we depart, I do want to drop in on Lady Miev and assure her that we have made good progress. You should also give her the code book. Yes. I, I think now that we have completely decoded the contents of the book, we could offer her the decoding ledger so that she wouldn't have to involve the Masons any further mm-hmm. in her research. That should please her. Yep. And then they'll still owe her a favor. Perfect. Okay. So out we go. So I'll make my way to uh, Lady Miev's quarters. Okay. When you knock and hear her through the door say, come in, Silpha. So I enter the room. She appears to have been punching a pillow. There's like little feathers everywhere. And she says, I hope we have good news. I pointedly ignore the uh, feather pillow punching like her outburst hasn't been a thing. And I say, yes, we have a good idea of the location of the object. And additionally, I have news that I wanted to share. I would like to discuss it in detail further, but the short of it is that in the short term, at least, I am in favor of the Masons. They have made an overwhelmingly generous offer of a marriage contract. She stops and turns and looks at you and then... You can see her eyes twitch as she's thinking quickly. And then she turns and says, just one second. And she will stick her head out the door and shout and a servant will come running. And she will say, fetch me, um, fetch me that little, uh, uh, gosh, what was their name? Uh, fetch, fetch me the tiny bard. Yeah, go, go get the one. You know the one. And she'll turn around and, 
and say, just just give me a second. And a minute or two will go by and you'll hear another knock at the door and the servant will say, they're here. She'll stick her head out and say, sing something very loud in the hallway, please. And you hear a voice that you kind of recognize say, okay. And then the door closes and you hear a a loud, bellowous song burst out through the hallway. And she says, okay, I don't think anybody will be able to hear us. You said there was something wrong with her magic. Yes. And well, it's a discussion for another time. I, I would put a stop to that kind of magic. You know, without details, it makes it very hard for me to decide if I'm helping you or not, Silpha. Please, lady, I can't tell you details. It's the kind of thing that would get a person killed. Okay, so answer me this then. Do you want this marriage thing to happen or not? I don't know, lady. I'm, I'm very confused at the moment. But the point is, at the moment, I have a very advantageous position. And if you want as few people to know about your research as possible... Which I do then you need not involve Lady Mason in the decoding of the book which you in which you are interested in. I have a ledger that will help you decode it, and she will... Uh, hand her a book? Hand her the book. She opens it up, scans a page, turns it, scans another page, and she says, You are proving to be a useful operative, Silpha. This is the best news I've had all day, and I have an excuse to sit in my room and read it. Thank you. If you decide that this is not something you're interested in pursuing with the Masons, do let me know. I can work what little influence I have there. I I believe my mother could do the same. Yeah, she probably could. In fairness, you may have already done it by standing next to me in front of Lord Mentor. I suspect he won't approve anything that you ask for for a, a while. Good luck. Let me know if you need anything. It's a serious offer. I shall take my leave. So as you leave, she's reading the code book, but you are back outside. I'm going to ask Helena to just let everyone know that I'm taking a rest in my room. She'll nod. If somebody comes by, and then I'm going to sneak out with them. So you, I assume, turn into an animal to do the sneaking out part? Yeah. I believe Sable was going to sneak out in Silpha's pocket as a mouse or something. Okay. Yeah, so you need to get into the sewer. Jalen, you have one way that you know of. There's probably more than one way. Right. Well, there's more than one manhole in the city, right? Yeah. yeah. I am not carrying the right things to go down to the sewer. I have to go home and change out weapons and then come back. Could I? Well, I can't do anything about your magic sword, but I could transform your other weapons. It would just take a moment. You can make them seem like they're not silver. For a little while, I can make them not silver. Okay. There's also just the issue that you're not supposed to be down in the sewers. What would we roll to find an alternate entrance to the sewer? Survival. Survival? I'll give it a whirl. Ooh, I did pretty well. I got a 19. Six. We'll go with your 19. Jalen, you literally don't know where the other manholes are. You just... You haven't paid any attention. There's just the one entrance to the sewer. Silpha, you, you, find, you find one. So, Jalen, you know when you get to it, you are not far from the one that goes down to the thieves guild but you have found a, a manhole that you can get up well the you can get the, oh, you, get the you can get the cover up so that you can get down i think you have to get up to get, get down, down. <laughs> retroactively we'll use a disguise spell so that silpha lunari is not climbing into the sewers in case anyone should spot she, us. she could she could make herself look like another rogue you can even give yourself ratty features i might do that once we're down in the sewer so have you done my weapons so they're not silver? Yes. Okay. Say that. So you use your transmitter power, and now her weapon is not silver, and you use Sky Self so that Silva Lunari isn't climbing into the sewer. And 
Sylvanat Lunari and Jalen climb into the sewer. So whoever's leading is going to give me a survival roll. The DC is going to be 14. Sylva being Sylva, I think I find the manhole cover, but then I pause and then I'm kind of like, ew, sewer. What am I rolling? Survival. 14. Hey, you survive. <laughs> you get exactly enough. <laughs> what you were rolling for is avoiding the Thieves Guild. Right. Uh, which you succeed at. You go around it. You eventually find a wall that looks flush, but you know from the instructions in the book that there is a way to open it. And so now I need two things. One, Jalen, what are you using for light? Sylpha can see in the dark. Right. Or we oh. could light a torch. Do we have one with us? Lanterns. We had we get the lanterns from the Mason house. <laughs> you had one in a backpack. Okay. You light your lantern, and now you can see. The wall looks like a pretty standard wall, except that it has some grating at about... So you're all hunched over, because this isn't like a big sewer. But it has some grating at what becomes eye level, you know, with your hunch. That seems to go towards the Mentor family manor. And that's probably where you're supposed to look okay we investigation yep roll it Ooh, 22 okay yep you find exactly what you're looking for so if you push the grate in it will slide to the side and then as you reach in you can bring your hand down a little bit and get your hand on some kind of handle and pull and when you pull it up a hunk in the stone kind of slides back and then slides to the right Okay. Leaving you with an entrance that goes directly to the Mentor Estate. From the translation, did we know anything about where it went to in the Mentor Estate? Nope. Okay. I'm still a rat, so. You're not going to climb out and translate a book or anything? No, not right now. Hmm. We're going to walk on down, I guess. All right. Mm -hmm. So you walk on down. I assume everyone's wearing sensible shoes. Mm -hmm. No one's in high heels or tap shoes. Mm, yeah. Nope. Okay. So, um... <laughs> Switch in my head now. Both of y'all going, getting to the other side, and one of you going, tick -tick -tick. and then the other one going, tick -tick -tick. and then tick -tick 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 -tick. you start playing <laughs> off of each other. That would be disadvantage on stealth for sure. <laughs> Tap shoes. We are trying to avoid the thieves guild. <laughs> so you arrive at another wall. Is there a way to like secure the grate behind us? So. Uh, when you close it, you can tell how to get it open again. Right. Yeah, it closes okay. all by itself. But like, but nobody else coming from the other side will see that it's been messed with. No. Okay. So you get to another wall. However, on the back side of the door, it's clearly not designed to be hidden. So you see a mechanism off to the right, and you can kind of reach your hand up, pull another handle, and it slides open. It makes a healthy amount of noise mm. as it slides. And inside you see a hallway leading to the left and to the right, and it is lit by some very scarce torches. There's just like one to the left, and the right way is dark. But we don't, we don't know how to map this from the book. Uh, the book did not give you a map. Okay. It told you where the secret door was okay. and how to open it roughly. Okay. What do you think? I think we're smart enough to know to mark our way. Sure. Okay. Silva can use prestidigitation to put a mark on the wall. How long does it last? About an hour. I've heard always go right. Okay. We'll, we'll go to the right, which is the dark way. That is the dark way. Let me know if anything smells dangerous, like if I smell like... Roll me perception. And you have advantage because you're a rat. I think I got advantage. Nine. Okay. I mean, it smells like smoky burnt torches down here. And yeah. That's pretty much the only thing you're getting. I can't get past that. I'm not used to having a nose like this. 
So you turn and head down into the dark. As you move in down a dark hallway, you see several small storage rooms. And as you look in, most of what they appear to be storing are blankets and shackles. Oh, that's perfect. We're in the jail. And you keep going, and then you see a, a turn up ahead. So I assume you're using your lantern. Actually, I'm going to let Silpha take the lead, just because you can see ahead in the dark. Like, you can see around corners before the light. That is a good idea. Perhaps we could tie a rope around each other. Yep. So we're not separated. Yep. But you can follow. But I'm gonna. But I'm gonna follow far enough back that the light doesn't like okay. get around corners before she. So does. you're actively like holding something over it. I imagine mm-hmm. to dim it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go ahead and give me a group stealth roll, which means one person is gonna roll me stealth and add the bonus of the highest person from the team. I get an eight. Let's hear it. Sixteen. All right. So. Thank goodness I get an eight. Yeah. <laughs> So you guys slip up around the corner and Silpha, you look, peer around the corner and you can see down that way is the prison. Uh, it is a dungeon of sorts. You can start to smell the humanity. You do see two jailers coming toward you, moving from the part that is light into the part that is dark. What do you do? All right. Well, I'm staying a rat. Okay. All right. She's going to, I mean, she's going to watch for Silpha. We climb up onto the lantern. You climb up on the lantern. Okay, yeah. she puts out the lantern and puts us in the dark. And the ratty-looking human that is Silpha looks a little panicked and hide up against a wall. Okay, so uh, so Silpha, do give me a stealth roll. Uh, it's a 12. Okay, not the worst. So they get almost to the corner when a loud crash happens behind them, and they both turn and run away from you toward the sound of the crash. So Jalen will go along the rope until she bumps into Sylph. Yeah. What was that? I don't know what the crash was, but it drew the guards off, so that was convenient. So do we go towards that, or...? Well, okay, so she's asking the question. This would be a great time for me to become... You turn back into a human and cast Locate Object? I do. I take a forked twig. I ask for it to guide my vision, guide my sight, hold it out, and wait for it to point. It's behind you in the other direction. And that's the end of our show. Please leave us a rating and review wherever you got this podcast. Our music was made by Todd Ferguson at MyPad Machine. Our logo was crafted by Julie. An elaborate flight of fancy? Why is the book in the dungeon? Find out next time on Carrots and Suffering, a D&D Odyssey. docking in the gutter (laughs) because that's what we just did (laughs) that is not my fault that is julie's fault (laughs) so he's mooring (laughs) (laughs) 
So he's tying off. <laughs> Not better. <laughs> so he's rowed his boat into shore. <laughs> and thus it continued for 20 more minutes.